Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. My guest today is Sam Taggart. Sam is a door-to-door sales guru, expert. You're not old enough to be a guru, are you? I do every once in a while wear like a turban and put incense and, and, and sit on the mountain on the or mountain. something. Yeah, I was like, does that qualify me? Well, that that's good enough for me. So um, he is the founder of probably the largest door-to-door expo conference thing, at least the, the best, if not the largest. Oh, it's by far the biggest. Okay. Yeah. And it's the only collaborative door-to-door industry uh, event on this level. It's called Door to Door Con, and it's coming to Salt Lake City in January 2019. I have the privilege and honor of being on your main stage. Yeah, we're excited to for have that you event. keynoting. Thank you for that. And he is also the author of The ABCs of Closing, which is all about all the tips and tricks to making door-to-door sales work. Yep. Sam, door-to-door sales. Seriously? It sucks. Is that a real thing even? Don't don't do it. Run now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, a lot of people say, a lot of people ask me, like, do people still even do that? I'm listening to this, I'm listening to this book. It just barely started the the Shoe Dog Night book by Phil Knight or whatever, the Mm -hmm. Nike guy. And -hmm. he's like, yeah, I got to Hawaii and I picked up some job selling encyclopedias and I sucked at it. You know, and I was just like, yes, that is it. That is my tribe. That is us. That's where we're starting. Yep. Right. No, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people started there. Well, there's some traditions, right, about door-to-door sales and how you're sitting down to dinner and somebody knocks on your door and they want to sell you a brush or a vacuum or whatever. And that's kind of the stereotypical maybe uh, image that people resist. Mm-hmm. But you've got a, a perspective on this that I think is so helpful to all of us because we're always knocking doors. When you think about it, there, there's always a sales conversation going on. And by that, I mean, we, we constantly engage in persuasive conversations, whether that's with our spouse or or with um, a potential client, or whoever it is. So the principles that you've identified that have helped you to be successful in the door-to-door industry, I think can be applied in a lot of ways. Oh, I, I 100%. The techniques, the tools, the work ethic, the, the grind like that you learn from like the authentic door-to-door sales mm-hmm. is, in my opinion, invaluable in life, business, family or communication relationships and it's like at the end of the day if little people were a little bit more confident in actually knocking doors essentially in anything then they'd do better well you already just spilled the beans on one of the principles and that is confidence right yeah and it starts with a mindset i'm probably getting ahead of us here sam 
what is it that you've learned from door-to-door sales that you think could apply to whatever it is that we're doing in our life? A lot of it's just the mindset, right? I mean, I knocked doors since I was 11, right? So then Mm -hmm. when you say, okay, you can't be the guru because I'm only 28, but technically that's... 17 years, which technically well, makes there me, you yeah, go. I was like, well, that's all I you got. got your 10,000 hours. I got hours. my 10,000 hour rule in. Therefore, I'm the expert. <laughs> no, um, it's the things that I've learned is just simply it, it's there's a difference between somebody that can hack it and can't. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, it's like I've managed and trained and worked with hundreds of door knockers. And yeah. I've, I've realized that how you do anything is how you do everything. So people that can hack the mental toughness it takes to get rejected over and over and over and over again. Because it's going to happen, isn't yeah, it? That's life. And so many people, it's like if they fail in one thing, then the habit that they create in life and other things is they just say, oh, this was really hard, so I better try a new thing. Oh, this is really right. hard. I'm going to try a new thing. Oh, and crap. That didn't work. That didn't work. And they don't know how and to get quit. off. They don't know how to get off the, the, you know, off their back and get back up again. And I think yeah. the lesson in door-to-door a lot of it is the mental toughness it takes to get your face kicked in, spit on, thrown in jail, yelled at, every little thing you can imagine, dogs, you know, dogs yelling, or barking, and whatever. Biting and your by, Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I've seen hoses sprayed at me and, you know, crazy stuff. Really? And it's like, yeah, go through that and then say, I have to put a smile on, figure myself out in 30 seconds because the next door is a completely new door. And it's yeah. like the, the principle, the, you know, like that's life. And I think a lot of people are scared to even pick up the phone and make that call or have that hard conversation mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. this guy yelled at me and they take it so personal and, right. and they like just hold on to that for so long. You have to have this amnesia in door to door essentially that you can forget the last door and move on. And it's, it's probably even more than forgetting because there's certain things you want to remember yeah you want to track what's working and what's not sel- working selective amnesia is the okay word like. okay which is mindset mm-hmm. it's taking an attitude or an opinion that that allows you to move forward despite the adversity because it's going to happen for right. sure for, oh, is that a embrace, for sure thing that's a for sure like you know every day like i get butterflies still and I've done this for 17 years. Mm-hmm. I was out there in Kansas City yesterday, ready to go knock doors. And, you know, I, I'm in the car. It's freezing cold. Mm-hmm. And you don't know if you're going to get a sale or not. You don't know if that person's going to call it cops. You don't know if that person's going to be nice, if they're going to be the biggest jerk, gun pull on you. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know. It's the, yeah. the, it could be. And then the next lady, like, hey, you want some hot chocolate? And you're like, oh. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I am a human being. Like, don't spit on me. Like, geez. Like, but but it's that unknown. It's that fear of like, you don't know. Like, it's it's hard. Which can we work on that for just a minute? Because you don't know. Yeah. But notice that you take a position about that. You just embrace it. Like, it's like what's what's in store for today. Mm-hmm. If well, here's the thing. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, like, do you have some cosmic connection to the grand scheme of all things that you know no, for sure what's going on? not gonna... at all. No, you don't know. But because of the way our minds are wired, 
we assume a position about that. And it's not necessarily true. It's just our position. I'm talking position as an alternate word to attitude. Yes. Which come, Another of my show guests was a pilot. He flew tanker oh, wow. uh, jets for the, for the Air Force in four wars. Wow. Uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel Mark Cacera. Shout out to you, Mark. Um, and he helped me to see again something that I had known before. See, attitude is an aviation term that means position. Position of the plane relative to the ground or the horizon. And you can see that if you're in a nose-down position, you're heading into the hard stuff. Yep. Right? Because the attitude determines altitude. And because of that, whatever position you take is going to determine where you're going to go from there. Yeah. So when you say, you know, you don't know what's going to happen at the next door, you don't. But you've got some prediction of that in your mind. And the problem is your prediction is going to affect what happens. 100%. So it's, it's so common in this job. I mean, I've watched guys go out for two weeks, not make any money, and quit. Go home, right? Mm-hmm. So day five, their position is, when I go out, I won't get any sales. Right. right. Their position is, why the heck am I out here wasting my time making As no money? As if they know. As if they know. They're, it's just like already made up in their minds that, that's going to be just like yesterday, and I'm going to get my face kicked in and make no money. That sucks. Right. Where my mindset has now shifted because of years of practice and results, and it's like, yeah, every mm. day the same. No, but my shift is I know if I'm out there grinding, I will make sales. I will make money, and it's it's this way more solid, my attitude, my perception of like, I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know which door. I don't know which home. I don't know... When, what time of the day, I have no mm-hmm. idea. But I know just based on the last thousand days of doing this, I'm pretty dang consistent at getting a result somehow. So my confidence level right. is like much different than the guy that's right. like, I just didn't sell for the last five days. If you sell every six days, don't quit on the fifth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, and there's a lot of people that that's how it is. You have to persist just a little longer than you than you want to, but usually not as long as you fear. Does that seem true Oh, to you? true. And it's, there's a trick. You can literally train your brain to almost infuse a false sense of faith or confidence until you can build your confidence, I found in this job. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like this, I you know, through proper leadership and mentorship and coaching, it's like, get yourself out of this perception of you suck and you're never going to make sales mm-hmm. and... I can help you see the gift and everything and shift your mind to say, hey, you can do this. Like you're just, you're psyching yourself out. You're overthinking it. You're, you know, it's like when I go golfing, my Mm -hmm. dad is always like, Sam, no wonder you always slice. It's like, you're thinking too hard. Just stop thinking and have fun. Hit the ball. And I'm always like, okay. You know what I mean? And then Uh the second I'm like, F it, like, let's do this. And I just whack it down the fairway. And I'm like, oh yeah, why the, (laughs) why is that? You know what I mean? It just took my dad to be like, stop thinking so hard. And it's like, sometimes it takes that. Sometimes it takes, you know, just let's, let's like reset. Mm. Let's have a mental just reset button that we hit and start over. You said false sense of confidence, but I, th- I think. Maybe correct me this, doctor, well, we, but I don't know what it's called. We could but, put, I, I know yeah. exactly what you're saying because you have no track record yet. Yeah, there's no. So there's nothing in your personal experience that tells you you can succeed at this. Yes. And that's why we might call it a false sense of confidence. But what if we took a little different approach to that and we call it a blueprint? 
Oh, there or, you go. Uh, and, and you mentioned practice earlier, too, because whatever you practice, you get really good at. And this is new to you. So the confidence that we're talking about here is something that you can generate within your own mind. And it's not false in the sense that you can't really do it. We're just fooling ourselves. It may be false in the sense that you've never experienced it before. But it's real confidence that comes from training your mind to take a different position. Yes. Much better put. And since you don't know... Yes. Why not pick one that serves you well? Yeah. I like Honestly. That. No, and I think that's like... It's funny because a lot of people, my story actually has a lot to do with that. My first mm. day was much different than the average person's first day. You know, I go out and... I go out knocking and, you know, I shadowed a guy on Friday, dropped uh-huh. off on Saturday and he's like, good luck. I'm like, okay, I still don't know what I'm <laughs> You're doing. You're trained. Yeah. He's like, You're trained. I'm like, I don't even know what an alarm does. And uh-huh. I go out and sell three before, and I was doing security systems and uh-huh. I sell three before lunch and I call him. I was like, I need more paperwork. And he was like, huh? What? Yeah. Like, what do you mean you need more paperwork? This doesn't like, happen to newbies. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> you mess up. Like what's going on? And, uh, and then we go to lunch, and I was like, how many are you at? He's like, I'm just at one. I'm like, what? Why are you at one? Like, I thought you'd be like 10. Who knows? Like, anyway, I do two more the rest of the wow. day. And I did five that day, right? And I come back to the numbers board, and everybody's like, one, two, one, zero, 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 three, one. And I'm yeah. like, wow, I did more than everybody my <laughs> first day. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> you didn't even know I that needed, wasn't supposed to happen. But it, I took a different stance because I had knocked doors before doing curbs. Mm-hmm. Well, I painted the address on the curbs all through high school. Well, I took oh. the stance of like, well, if I could do that, I could sell an alarm system. Like, it's the same thing, isn't it? Obviously, a different price package. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but the dumb me, like the stance that I took, which maybe the smart me was, no, I'm good at this. And I will like... It's not that hard. And you just picked that position I took that on position on purpose. You've cued this up really nicely, Sam. The, folks, this is Sam Taggart at Live On Purpose Radio today. When we come back from this break, let's dig into some of the principles that are going to help us to be successful at anything. Love it. Sound good? Yeah. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com And we're back. Live On Purpose Radio with Sam Taggart today, the door-to-door sales expert. The old man on the hill who knows everything. You're not even 30 yet. No. (laughs) Isn't that nuts? This is an industry where people burn out fairly quickly. Do you know what the averages are? Yeah, I would say two to three. I mean, burnout's relevant, but I I think some some people, 
I've heard three years, it's kind of like the life shelf. But mm. it's like I just did a podcast that's done it for with a guy just barely who's done it for 15 years, you know, and he yeah. started when he was 32, you know. Oh, they, yeah. Like his first summer was 32, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like I've watched some of these guys. So it's interesting because it's like the survival of the fittest. It's the guys that actually figured it out. And, mm-hmm. you know, this guy pulls in a million plus a year and lives a good life and <clears throat> knocks doors. You know what I mean? It's like it's right. not... It's funny, like a lot of people are like, well, I do this so that one day I can get a real job. And I'm like, well, my whole mission at Door to Door, it's so funny. So like the whole Door to Door Con, like the first thing I did was I helped people shift their position on the job from, oh, I just do this in the summers while I'm in school to your position is this is an honorable profession you could do as a career just like any other job. What? And I think it's so <laughs> funny. I know because like when you say there's a life expectancy, there's a the, well what it is is it's this false sense of burnout in my opinion. Is we create oh, So forget about the false confidence thing. It's this yes. We got a false We have a sense. false Maybe I like this word false too much. Well, it's interesting but, how we use it. Yes, it is. But I love where you're going with this. Continue. So I think in anything in life, right, I think so many people see this greener grass as if like, well, this job's really hard and I'm going to save up enough money so that one day I can do a normal job. Well, I go, what is a normal job and who in their right mind wants a normal job? So when you say, (laughs) when you say, what are some of the things you've learned from door to door over the years? I'm like, I've learned that I never want a normal job because that's what the middle class person does. I don't want to live like every other average person in society. Right. Sorry. So I'm like, those that are aspiring to get the normal job tend to burn out because they have this, hey, I'm going to do this for a few years. I'm going to give it everything I got, which is I'm like, what do you mean everything you got? Shouldn't make you Make a ton of money. Yeah, make a ton of money and then do something different. And I'm like, okay, what is that? And they're like, well, I don't know. Maybe like, and I'm like, well, what is, like, what is different? Because, uh-huh. And then they'll go transition mm. into corporate America or software sales or medical sales or something different that they don't require 110 degree knocking or cold weather or you know, I have to work till nine, whatever it is. And then usually two years later, they'll come back to door to door and they go, oh, I tried this corporate America thing and mm. it's just as hard. It's the same thing. You know, <laughs> it's so confining and I can't travel for two months of the year and I can't, they give me a, they, they have a cap and I can't make as much as I want. And they yeah. have, you know, and I'm like, yeah, so you aspired to burn yourself out to get a normal job to then come back and realize what you had. Had you just been appreciative of like the moment mm. and what you were doing, you would have probably avoided this whole burnout that you call it. I think burnout is just such a perception; it's a position. And I go, "What do you what, like? What do you mean? Yes. Like you're you're so exhausted physically that you like you can't make it another door." <laughs> I won't get there. Like, is no, that, no, I know, can't I, make it. I'm Call like, in the ambulance. Yeah, I'm like, like, what'd you do? Pass out in the last day of the summer and you burnt out? Like, what is, what is this? flame came down from heaven and... Yeah, it's like, boom. Like, your shoes, your foot broke because you're out knock, walking around so much. I'm like, guys, people have such harder jobs. I'm like, what about the guys paving asphalt all summer that have to, like, lift massive, like, tanks or whatever they yeah, do? You know what I mean? Like, that's right. hard. I'm like... You're walking around a neighborhood. Heck, I ride a scooter to avoid mm. fatigue. <laughs> so I'm hearing I'm hearing a principle that is so obvious that we miss it. 
Oh, it's insane. And it has to do with with doing hard things. Yeah. Why do you think we call it work? Yeah, that's why I'm like, it's just work. Like, it's just, that's your job you chose. It's your profession. Man, I fought this fire. That's a better word for burnout. I'm like, you actually burnt. <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I could see it if you're a fireman. <laughs> like, okay. Exactly. Doing hard things. That's one of the principles, isn't it? Yeah. And door-to-door sales get you there faster than almost any other industry I know of. Oh, parents don't know how to teach what you learn out in the streets. Like, hate to break. Like, it's just right. you. You have to grow from boy to man quick. Like the the. Right. It tests your endurance. It tests your mental fortitude. It it's tests, like a like, rite of passage. It's like, yeah, it's like a rite of passage. Like it's so funny. Like I literally am like I will make every one of my kids do at least a few months of knocking. Like force it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just like you just to need, sell whatever. Just, to, I don't care. It's like you, I just need you to get your face kicked in and grow up. Because I think today I watched this YouTube mm. video of this invisible soccer, and I saw this and I was like, "What is this?" So I watch it and it's of an invisible soccer ball, and they're like, well, "We didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings or make anybody get left out." So you're like, well, "How do you, I, I'm watching this like mind blown?" They're passing the invisible soccer ball. They're kicking it, and the goalie's like, "Oh darn it!" And I'm like, "How'd you know you didn't block it or not?" Like. <laughs> No, I blocked that. No, you didn't. I kicked it up for 90. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, like, how do you? But I'm like, that is what society's going to? Like invisible soccer balls? I'm like, no, I want my kids to break his ankle playing a rough tackle mm. in football and be like, yeah, you got you got hurt. Like, good job, man. That's life. Like, I want my kids to learn these hard things. This like grind where I think society is like, wait, you made yeah. your kids do that? Like, no, like we need to like baby them like that's not acceptable and i'm like what yeah this is embarrassing sometimes the way i look at like how people get scrutinized for like babies like for not like coddling their kids so if we're here's a term that i've i've thought of before if we're addicted to easy we're gonna bail on stuff that could be very very rewarding to us long term it's like, is that true in a relationship? Yeah, I look at it like, think of it as like a duckling stuck in the egg. If the mm-hmm. duckling was so like, ah, this is really hard trying to crack out of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just kind of, it's really comfortable in here. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like we, we miss out on like so much outside our shell because we're not willing oh. to peck at the things that are hard. You know, it just triggered another thought for me. The research on self-esteem and how we think of ourselves is based primarily not on our achievements, okay? Because that is not correlated with oh, any yeah, measurable you, outcome of self-esteem. Achieve, you know people who have achieved super successful and they're most self-conscious. hate themselves. Yeah. The biggest predictor of self-esteem is seeing yourself handle hard things. Hmm. Isn't not that yet. fascinating? Yes, love that. You see yourself handle hard things, and it changes how you how you view yourself, your position. Yep. There we are. We're back to the mindset. How do you see yourself, and how are you judging your life and your experiences? The hard stuff. What was it that Captain Jack said in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean about having a problem isn't a problem? Thinking that a problem is a problem is the problem. Gold. Did you follow all yeah, that? Yeah. I don't know that I got the quote right, but wow. 
If you think that having a problem is a problem, that's the problem. Yep. Probably yeah. like lean into that. Yeah. So and let it grow you, let it stretch you, let it develop you into the amazing human being that you are. Yeah, and I think so many people, I mean, I look at society and the ads that go on on Facebook and you know, it's funny I have all these debates, right? Is door-to-door going to be around in 10 years and with the internet and blah 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 and I'm always like yeah. Why? Because so many people think that it's like, I can click this ad and it's like, you want to make a million dollars in a minute? You know, that's every YouTube mm-hmm. video. Let me help you make a thousand dollars in yeah. every day. In by, your pajamas. In your pajamas. And I'm like, right. if that's what we're preaching to the people is like, this is going to sustain society. The market doesn't move without a grind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a grind doesn't happen a lot of times when it's just you sitting back and trying to just press play. Mm-hmm. It takes banging mm-hmm. on doors to get anywhere in life. I look at like the stockbrokers. Right. I look at the freaking real estate agents. I look at the dentists or whatever profession it is. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why is there a capitalistic world? It's the one that's willing to knock more doors wins. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> There's another nugget. It's a numbers <laughs> game. Like it's not a, it's not a game of like, oh, I'm this or that. It's like I go consult companies all over the country. And I'm always like, guys, you know what? I was playing basketball the other day, super dang frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we're in this game and we're getting killed by like 30 points. And I was like, you know what? This game's really easy. They're making their shots. We're missing our shots. The person that makes the most shots wins. Wins. And I was like, I'm in this speech and I'm giving it. And I was like, you know what? I know I have a five hour slot to give this presentation, but I could give it in about 10 seconds. Ready? You make more shots than the other guys and you make more, you know, you win. Like, it's just very simple, people. (laughs) This almost sounds like Coach Popovich from the Spurs. Oh, I'm sure. Coach, what did you need to do to win? Well, we had to make more points than the other team. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) I mean, it's such a dumb, like, you know, elementary answer. But it's so funny because so so many people want to overcomplicate. That's why I wrote the book of ABCs of Closing. Well, so many people are... Don't train on closing. They don't train on the simple get out and grind, get in front of more people and deal with the rejection because it's like, that's okay. If you're in front of so many people, you kind of just go, okay, like I'll move on. I'm, I have an abundance of people I can close and you close right. people versus, man, this is my one shot I got this month. Better make some money on it. You know what I mean? Because I was yeah. only willing to like wait for the phone to ring, you know? And it's like, <laughs> I'm sitting here waiting. Yeah. I'm like, I, I will hear the phone. Yeah. The phone. What do you do all day? Well, you know, we just kind of have a lead or two. And and I'm always like, so what do you do with the rest of the day? (laughs) The the, Uh, the other seven hours. Okay, it took you an hour to demo that one. Right. Well, we just kind of, you know, if we get a lead and I'm like, you're literally worthless. Like, sorry, get out there and do something. (laughs) Like, don't mean to call you out. I just Oh, wow, that is harsh. I'm harsh. I literally... (laughs) Like I went in front of a hundred roofing contractors the other day and I, sorry, I'm trying to be, I'm not trying to be blunt, but I'm just trying to say like, this is society and I hate to call a spade a spade, but I go, raise your hand. You know, this is, everyone comes to learn from me on how to build a door to door program. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause they're like, we need to make more business, blah, blah, blah. And I go, raise your hand. If you're in this room that you've knocked the door in the last day. Okay. Raise your hand in the last week, last month, six months. And I was like, can you guys call yourselves door knockers? I'm like, what are you doing? Like, 
<laughs> no wonder you're in this room. But the problem is, is if I had it my way, we'd put, out, put on our boots and let's go out knocking right now. I'm like, let's get out of here. What are we learning here? This is another excuse to get off the doors. Let's go. And it was like, I'm like you guys are, you guys are wannabe door knockers is what I called them. Like you're wannabes. So you're calling it like it is. Just call a spade a spade. There That's society. I'm, I'm sorry, but. So folks, we got door to door con which is the conference that you were referencing. If you're in this industry anywhere, you got to be at that event. Even if you're just in Honestly, sales. How like, do they connect to that? Just d2dcon.com. d2dcon.com. And there you go. Jordan Belfort speaking, you, Ty Bennett, Jason Hewitt, Chad Hymas. Like our lineup is phenomenal. Like we have over 60. I tell you what, I would pay thousands of dollars to attend that kind of, a, of an event. And I do. I attend those kinds of events. You're charging a couple of hundred bucks. Yeah, it's it's it'll be an event of the year if you're in looking how to recruit sales teams, right. how to lead teams, how to build systems, how to sell. I mean, these are the like it's yeah. it was so cool last year because it was the hustlers of the hustlers. And I'm like, you I, I walked into a car dealership the other day and I was like, I could never do what you do. What happens if no one shows up to the lot today? Shoot me in the yeah. face. Like you go knocking on cars. Yeah, I'm like, you what do you what do you do? Go like I'm like, this is boring. Like, okay. Not to call it out, but I'm just like, wow. No, like, you're more this, of a hunter than I'm a hunter, not yeah. a gatherer. Like, so I'm like, this is the hustlers of the hustlers, and you can go surround yourself with that environment, yeah. and it is just energetic. And then there's the book, The ABCs of Closing, by our friend, Mr. Sam Taggart. And that's available where? thed2dexperts.com um, the the just remember the whole d2d thing yeah, you're going to find D2D, Sam D2D, out you'll there find me. you got a podcast there's other ways people can D2D podcast you youtube channel awesome group facebook group whatever yeah. well thanks for joining us at live on purpose radio this has been awesome it's always fun isn't it yeah awesome well you've heard it from Sam and it's time now for you to go live on purpose 